Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome, welcome. We record these podcast episodes typically on Thursdays. And this past Thursday, I decided, you know, let's give everyone the day off for Thanksgiving. So there was no podcast recorded. And that means you get a very special, very special cue sound effect podcast with just Kevin talking to the microphone. Uh, it's happened a couple of times. Sometimes it's gone well. Sometimes it's gone poorly. Either way, it's happening again. Uh, what I want to do today is talk about something that I think is a little bit more evergreen, uh, and that is marketing leadership. And in particular, I'm going to do something that's a little risky. I'm going to read you the kind of uh, inside the flap introduction to a, a book that I've been noodling on for three, four years. Here we go. As a marketer, you're probably putting your career in the hands of a single focus, your skill at driving qualified traffic to your website or model homes. And that's an excellent beginning, but it isn't the final destination if you want to grow your impact on the company and career path. To become a true marketing leader, you have to be able to use your knowledge and influence on those inside your company, not just outside. This book is about the roadblocks and opportunities that await you throughout that journey. All right. So the title of the book is Seven Traits of a Marketing Leader. And we're going to cover those seven traits later. Um, cause I know everyone who listens to this podcast and, uh, I don't want to give it away to everyone just yet, but here are the three roadblocks that I think, uh, are worth talking about. So if you're currently a leader and, uh, you want to have a conversation about me being wrong about these roadblocks, or, uh, you just have questions or comments, uh, jump in all access. Uh, that'll be the place to have those conversations in a private space. But um, I'm actually going to start off with one that we used to talk about all the time, and I feel like I've talked about much less. So this might be new for some of you, and that is what I call street cred. Uh, the first roadblock is street cred, meaning you think you're awesome or that you have uh, talents to, to give and insights to make, but you haven't proven that uh, ability in small ways that are leading to you being able to do it in bigger ways. Um, it's not just familiarity. It's that you haven't developed the street credibility. Uh, and we, we stole that from, uh, oh gosh, it's a Will Ferrell movie and, and, uh, gang warfare as a term. So maybe, maybe I'll try to explain a little bit, you know, others would be skeptical because of the person you're replacing's previous failures in marketing. Meaning that most of the time when you get a job at a home builder, someone else has already been doing at least a portion of that job before. And guess what? They're not there anymore. Now, it might have been their choice to move on, but oftentimes it's also going to be that it was the company's choice that uh, they needed to move on. And so there's built-in skepticism of, hey, whoever was in this role before didn't do it well. Maybe those people who made that hiring decision are still there. Maybe there's a, a long track record of this position not really being helpful to people in their individual roles in the company. So others will be skeptical because of previous failures in marketing. 
Others will be skeptical because they've seen resources wasted. Uh, these are, you know, the financial folks in the organization, the ones who are more in tune with profit and loss. And they're gonna be like, look, I've never been able to understand that we're actually getting value from this, this part of the company. And in particular, whoever's been leading it. And so it's, I guess, another layer of the first point that I made, but this one is like tangible. So the first one might've just been, well, like we didn't know uh, exactly how they were helping us, but we assumed they were doing something. It just wasn't helpful to me and, and my needs. And the second one is like, I don't know, we've, we've got a ledger and we can show you the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars that have been wasted that no one can tell the effectiveness of. Okay, that's the first two. And then the last one, others will be skeptical because your work affects the future, is measured in the present and analyzed in the past. Now, because of the audio medium, I'm going to repeat this one two more times. Others will be skeptical because your work affects the future, is measured in the present and analyzed in the past. Let's start with the analyze in the past part. What is 2020? Hindsight <laughs> is 2020 vision. And so it's very easy to be critical about what has occurred in the past and said, you should have known better. You should have had a different strategy. You should have taken a different tactic. It's measured in the present. Okay. So Google analytics and, and uh, all the, all the data points are being measured in the present, but typically not analyzed in the past. Maybe AI will do a better job. Well, eventually AI will do a better job of helping that be uh, less of a historic exercise and and hopefully real time. But for now, it's it's measured in the present. But everything you do today isn't affecting the present. Uh, and this is a foundational piece that I learned at the end of my first year in home building. It was, I think it was October. And my one of my bosses at the time, division president, his name is Mark Demarest of the um, Southern Columbus, Ohio division of Miranda. He's like, Kevin, that's it, year's over. And I was like, what are you talking about? Year's over. It's October. Uh, no, year's over. We, you know, if we sell a new contract now, it can't close by the end of the year. So we need to start thinking about the following year. I was like, oh, that's it. That's a great understanding of I, I if I'm not thinking in the future, if I'm not working towards the future. I'm always going to be behind. So th there's there's someone listening to this who is thinking, you don't have to work in the future. You can work in the here and now. But almost no part of the home building business is uh, from a strategic and leadership mindset is thinking about the present. There's a few, uh, but not not most of the organization. Uh, land land has to be purchased three to five years in advance of a community coming oftentimes in order to get through approvals and and all the rest. So the other reason you wouldn't do it in the present is because you can't. Like, I can't make a sale. I can't get revenue for the organization from a new lead. Well, I, I mean, not can't, but you can't, because it certainly can happen. Someone can just show up and be like, saw it online, want to buy it, uh, give it to me. <laughs> But that's not a that's not like a core strategy to get the majority of what the company needs. You got to be thinking about the future. So because you're you're wanting to talk about, hey, let's look in the future. Everyone else is saying, well, what about the past? Uh, we got to analyze that data. 
and maybe you made a wrong decision in the past. So why should we trust that person in the future? And by the way, the momentum that you're building for the future, we're measuring, we're measuring it right now in the present. And we don't see the payoff yet. This is one of the reasons why SEO is such a challenge for people is because uh, of, of the lag from the time you start really working on it to the time that you get the outcome. And I, I'm thinking about people um, who have created entire departments uh, that are focused on SEO now. They could not have done that. You, you all know how much home builders uh, dislike adding headcount, especially in overhead. How could how could someone say, you know what, this large organization has never focused the way I think it should on SEO, and I want to hire two, three, or four human beings that will not be inexpensive to work on this starting you know next quarter? C could that have happened without that individual having built up a lot of street credibility with the organization? Absolutely not. Now, the flip side of street cred is you can't hoard it, uh, or you shouldn't hoard it. Because if you don't, if you don't expend that street cred and take some risk, you're not going to advance either. It's one thing like, Hey, imagine, imagine, um, like the first person who ever invented a paper registration card. Like someone did, someone was like, you know what we should do at model homes. Let's have a paper registration card now, probably back in like 1778 or something. That person could have become well-known with, you know, like, this is a fantastic invention. Kevin, we're so excited that you, like, we, we actually have information now on our customers. They're filling it out. We're, we've got their, you know, uh, what is it, telegram information of where to send messages back and forth. I'm joking, of course. That person could have just said, you know what, that's it. I'm the, I'm the paper registration guy. That's what I will be known as for the rest of my career. If you're not leveraging that street cred and you're not taking risk, you're not growing. Uh, so you have to build it. The easiest way to do that, start small, help people solve their problems, not your problems, help people solve their problems, make them feel important, make them understand that you can help them and that you're, you're there to, uh, to make their life easier. And then as you prove yourself in small things, they will start coming to you with bigger things. And uh, for some people who are impatient, this is going to sound terrible, but it only took me about a year and a half to two years at the company I spent most of my time with for that to begin to happen. That sounds like forever. If you're 22, if you're 40, you're like, eh, that's not that long. It really isn't that long. So that's the first roadblock. Uh, and I spent more time than I thought I would on that. So, cause I don't want this episode to be too long. You don't want to just hear me. Yep. Let's talk about the second roadblock influence. Your most important projects will require help from those people who don't report to you. Other departments, inner department, Collaboration. We'll come back to that one in a second. The second point is you must be able to communicate and influence internally more strongly than you do externally. Yeah, say that one again. You must be able to communicate and influence internally more strongly than you do externally. Meaning you're spending money sending out messages and content to an audience, trying to influence them to purchase your product. And you got to be really good at that. No, no doubt about it. That's, that's, uh, Roadblock number three, we'll get to here in a minute, but you have to be as good about building teams and influencing others within the organization or else you're constantly fighting against yourselves. And even if you get temporary momentum externally, it will not be sustainable if you don't have 
the ability to have that influence internally. So there's lots of different directions we can go here. I think the current uh, zeitgeist is all about influence, meaning I have power uh, or I people come to me and like I'm the important one to make a deciding decision. I, I have a C at the beginning of my job title. I'm part of the quote unquote leadership team. And that's fine. I think all that stuff is is uh, goals to work towards. They will they will happen if you prove yourself competent and build that street cred, use your influence properly, and are great at influence both internally and externally. I know of many people who have had dramatic influence on the senior leadership team as a marketing coordinator. So. Influence, like leadership generally, um, is oftentimes a mindset that that you bring to the job every day. How you how are you going to approach this? Are you going to say, I have to wait to be given the title to begin to exhibit this behavior and say, I'm going to influence you because of that title? Or are you going to start to build relationships, build street credibility, uh, and influence appropriately those internal relationships. Of course, all this will get broken down significantly more in said uh, book. The third roadblock is talent. And then we'll call it a day for this particular episode of the pod. The first point here under talent is you must master the foundational principles of psychology that drive human behavior. If you don't understand humans, it doesn't matter if you understand Google ads or meta ads or TikTok or whatever. It doesn't, the tools and the platforms don't matter if you don't understand human psychology. And so oftentimes, uh, correctly, people will say there's no good place to go learn other than the Market Proof Academy, how all this stuff really works in a true critical kind of um, classroom style approach. It's, there just isn't a lot of great resources to do that, but there are a ton of great resources for uh, centuries about how human psychology works. And so you need to become obsessed with that if you want to become a great leader. You have to understand and master foundational principles of psychology and uh, be able to apply them. The second one is you must have a full understanding of the entire customer journey. Not that you're going to have responsibility or influence over that whole journey, but you have to understand it. Uh, You don't have to build a home with your home builder. It would be awesome if you could. But you can also just tag along with customers. Uh, and we used to do this when I went to hire someone in the marketing department. I would say, you're assigned to the Smith family and you're going to go to all the meetings that they go to. And you're just going to sit and observe and watch two things. What's actually happening right in front of you. And the second thing is psychologically, what do you observe happening? And try to empathize with that as much as you can. More times you do this, the better, but you have to have a full understanding of your customer journey because your job is to create messaging that clearly states what your company does better. And you're just going to find some pretty pictures and <laughs> write a uh, capturing headline. You're potentially causing chaos down the line because there won't be alignment with the type of people who are coming uh, to your organization as a lead or a customer to what the experience and product actually is. And the last point, you must stay ahead of the curve of marketing technology. Those are the three pillars, I believe, that you have to to master in the talent pool. 
You have to understand foundational principles of psychology. You must have a full understanding of the entire customer journey, and you must stay ahead of the curve of marketing technology. Why uh, that last one, if it's, if it's not obvious? It's because when you understand the first two things, the leverage, the leverage you get when you can apply technology correctly and the latest technology, when, once it's ready, and there, that's again, a whole nother podcast or blog article, because a lot of times we get obsessed with things before they're ready, but when they're ready, uh, you have to be able to adapt them quickly because if you don't, you can't leverage your first two points of, of, of psychology and process. All right. That'll do it. Sorry, it's just me. The whole team will be back next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.